You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. <laughs> Glad I noticed that right away. <laughs> Good job, Chris. Yeah, I know. So, general managers meetings. General managers meetings. There this week. That's exciting. You got Very. that going on. You've uh, you've got a lot of hot stove action. You've got a lot of crazy rumors. You got a lot of stupid comments on Twitter and Facebook. You got people coming up with cockamamie theories. Can we talk about some of the stupid that oh, I've read we'll this week? Oh, we'll get into that today. Sweet. Okay. You know, I don't want to call anybody stupid because if you're a fan, then you have every right to dream about who you could put on your team. If you're a fan, you have every right to get excited and say, oh, this guy could be in the lineup next year or whatever. But if you're the kind of person that's posting on social media a possible lineup for 2019, and you've got Jake Berger in a DH, what? I'm blocking you on Twitter. I don't want to ever see you again. Like, like, Jake Berger? Like, I saw that this week. What the? I saw somebody propose a lineup for the 2019 team, and they had Jake my ankle isn't even ready to run on Berger, who hasn't played in the minors, was just drafted last year and hurt himself right away as the starting designated hitter on opening day. And this is what the argument was being made. I mean, no. there are things that blow your mind with your ring. So we're not gonna we're not getting into the to the stupid. That's the only time where I'll say that's stupid. Like anything else will be like, ah, oh, that's an interesting theory. Okay, fine. See what I'm saying? But <sighs> but I'm not gonna get into that. Okay, that's that's not my plan. All right. No, because we're trying to, we're we're trying to we're trying to be. More, I'm not going to be the score and rip on people who call up and, and no, you know, or say something no. like we're I think we should to, do this. I get that. We can all have an intelligent discussion. Just because you're different than what I think or what Dave thinks, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Unless, of course, you're saying things like you know, Lewis Robert is starting in center field this year. Well, it's not happening. It's not the plan. No, he's, he's years away. This is not happening. So at least know something about your team if you're going to. Get into the fray of talking about what's going on with your team. Well, sit down and, and you know, just Google White Sox. Without, That's all you should do. Okay. Just Google White Sox, Google White Sox prospects, and learn a little bit. Or just listen to the show. Go back and listen to all the other episodes and maybe kind of figure out where the team is actually at and that you're a little off. I mean, that's part of the problem with social media anyway, is that you can absolutely know nothing and have an opinion about Say whatever everything. you want to say. Yeah, exactly. Just make stuff up if you want to now. Yes, how do you do? My name is Mike. I just saw it at the Rocky, but uh, power ago, I was just thinking I'm tired of seeing Mickey out there. I don't want him to be a platoon. Uh, I thought this guy might be a good fourth outfielder to fill in. Um, if you look at his splits, he's pretty good against right-handers on a slash, and uh, maybe they can pick him up cheap. Um, it's a typical White Sox value move, so just trying to think like the front office here, sadly. Uh, I don't see any Bryce Harper coming or anything crazy like that. Thank you. Bye. Whoa, hold up. What's that? We had a caller. 708-459-8406. 708-459-8406. You call, you leave a message. We play it. We talk about what you want to talk about. Mike got that question. Is Gerardo Parra, all right, 31 years old, plays basically corner outfield. He's done some center, but not a lot. I think one game in center over the last two seasons, and he had 11 games in center the season before that. And we probably need center field more than we need corner outfield right now. 
The other thing was 0.5 wins above replacement last season. His best season ever was two years ago. He was hitting in Coors Field, though, but it was two years ago, just under an 800 OPS. He's not a bad little player. If the choice was between him and Delmonico, I'd rather have him. I'm with you on that. I just feel like on the list of things they're going to do this offseason, here's a guy that is on their radar maybe as an option if all else fails. And in reality, really just a bridge at that age. I mean, he'll be 32 early in the next season. Not a bad idea. I'm just hoping for a lot more than him. You want to call, talk to us about anything, 708-459-8406, 708-459-8406, just leave a message, you'll make the show. Dave, before we get into what you want to talk about, because I see you down there, you're prepared, you're ready to go. Right, you, right. You came in here with articles that you want to discuss. I, I always try you. to come prepared, yeah, Chris, I, you know I, me. I love you. you I love me. how ready, you're, ready you are. I just want to say this. Before we all get ourselves into a tizzy, and by the way, James Fox is coming on in just a little bit here on this episode. Awesome. You're going to hear him in a moment, okay, from the Loop Sports, his second appearance on the Socks in the Basement podcast. Uh, he's got stuff to talk about. He wrote a few articles over the last week. He wants to talk free agency and what's going on, and we're going to address, I'm sure, some of this stuff with him. It'll be nice to hear his perspective because he's he's with all the other people surrounding the team. He's covering the team. He hears some of the rumors. He talks to the other people. They compare notes. It's good to see whether or not what we're talking about matches up with what he's saying. See what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. But before you get yourself to the point where you're checking Twitter every 15 minutes waiting for the Sox to make a big signing like Harper or Machado, take a breath. The last major free agent signing, and I saw this on MLB Network, the last major free agent signing, the last big name that ever signed early was Bernie Williams, and it was Thanksgiving. Guys wait. They wait a month or two. They wait. They wait into the winter meetings before you can even see that they might go out and sign that big deal. They're going to squeeze every dollar. Harper and Machado are not signing right away. Scott Boros with Harper is going to drag this sucker out till February and and, and have so many made-up offers floating around there in the press just to get the dollars up. It's, it's going to be ridiculous. So don't get yourself, you're more likely to see a trade. You could see a deal in the next week or two. You could see the Sox make a trade or you could see them go and make a, a pickup like they did with the, this pitcher from the Dodgers. Okay, it, it, you're not going to see the two big names. Could, could I see them grabbing a pitcher like we've talked about because they've got a couple of rotation spots that are open? Well, yeah, because yes. you got to kind of move on you that. you got to move on bit. that. I would like to see them move this month on at least one of those two spots. Sign one of those two because spots guys this like, month guys or you're we've, behind. Guys we've talked about like Ivaldi and J.A. Happ, I mean, these are guys who are not going to stay oh, on Ivaldi's going to wait long. a little bit now. He's going to try to see how many dollars he's got because he had such a big – that's the thing. He was a hidden gem. Remember when we talked about him two months ago? He's not two anymore. Two months ago, I was like, hidden gem, He's I not want anymore. this guy. Two He's months ago. Not anymore. Hidden gem, I want this guy. I identified Nathan Evaldi way before the rest of the world did. And now he just he blossomed too soon, Dave. I, I He blossomed right before my eyes, unfortunately winning a World Series. And now I'm not getting him most likely for the price and probably not getting him at all because the Red Sox will probably do everything they can to keep him, I would think, at this point. But anyway, those are the things that we're expecting to happen. Let's get into your articles because I want to get to James Fox. Okay, so quick first thing I wanted to ask you. So Han addressed the media. Uh, he addressed, he went, um, there was an article in the Sun-Times where he um, addressed the media. And there was a couple of interesting things um, that he uh, came out with. And the first and most interesting thing that I that caught my eye here is Yon Mankata open to a position change. Now, let me read to you. Let me see if I can find the quote from Rick Hahn. I saw I can't this. Seem to, I can't seem to 
Han told reporters that uh, Mankata's athleticism would make him an above-average defender at other positions. The article goes on to say Mankata himself said he'd be willing to move back to third base, uh, a position he occupied during his rookie campaign with the Red Sox. Uh, he's also a possibility he could be considered a shortstop at center field. So, Chris, I ask you, with this uh, nugget coming out with this possible Yon Mankata position change, where do you see him going, and why do you see him going there? Does that mean that they're looking at what if we sign Machado at shortstop? Does that mean we move Tim Anderson over to second and Mankata out into center field or over at third base to fill that hole? What do you read into that? Well, first of all, I, I noticed in the article that they talk about what Han said was we have to see how the offseason plays out. Yes. The first thing that I envisioned was that it's possible the team may be looking at the list of free agents. And remember, we would look at the list of free agents and we would sit there and say, well, what do we need to get? We need to get a third base. We, I, You and I think we need a shortstop, even though some people don't. Uh, we need a center fielder. These are the these are the positions that we probably want to go and address. Well, but me, we never looked at the list of second basemen. Is right, it possible right. if they miss a Machado that the team sits there and they go, well, you know, we can go get a 30-year-old DJ LeMahieu who plays a pretty solid second base and has pretty good offensive numbers and put him at second base and we could get something there. Or we could fill for a year or two with Daniel Murphy and add some pop to our lineup with him at second base and move Moncada over to third. That was the first thought that I had. The second thought that I had was, you may be sitting there saying, okay, let's see what we get. We get Machado in there and we sign him. We don't want to go get an old Adam Jones. We don't want to go put a stopgap in center field until we get to Robert. Moncada would work in center field and we think Magidrell is going to move up quicker. Now, some people think that's nuts. I'm sure when we talk to James Fox, he's going to think that's nuts. Magidrill but, but I've is talked only... about it, how my father continues to say, the old-time, listen, there are old-time White Sox fans. I've talked to several of them. Whenever I walked up to a guy who's my father's generation, and they know I do this podcast, and they bring up the fact that I'm talking White Sox, and everybody wants to talk Sox with me because I know I'm doing this show now. They always say, well, you could bring a Magidrill and put him at second base. And I go, well, he's barely played, and they want to make sure that they work it up, and they're like, they just start listing players, guys that were drafted and were playing second base at a high level right away in their careers all throughout the history of baseball. And they're like, why would you wait if the guy never strikes out? Yeah, but are you going to do that? He's only in single A at this point, Magidrell. I understand. I get what are you're they, saying. They're not going to, they're not going to, you had said it yourself. They're not going to, they're not going to promote a guy three times in one year from double A to triple A to, to major league. You and I, you and I understand that, but I, I don't know what they're playing. I'm trying to figure out why you would move him. Like right now. Now, if this is later on and it's in the future, then fine. But the way that that quote sounded was, depending on what is available to them in this offseason, they may make a move that bumps him out of second base. Now, remember, they want to fix third, and they I don't think they're moving him to third so they can put Yomer at second. That makes absolutely no sense. No. You don't fix anything. No, 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 See no, what no, I'm no, saying? no, no. So, so what I think this move is, is if we are able to get player X and that player slots in the second base, or we can't get player Y who we needed at center field, and we need to move him in the center because we're not putting up with Adam Engel for another year. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Well, that, those are the only two reasons I could see it happening this year, and I can't figure out the math. Here's out. the problem, though, dude. I'm looking at the 
I'm looking at the list of second basemen who are up for free agency, and I'm looking at the list of third basemen right now who are up for free agency. Now, you know, when you're talking about... Third base is Machado and Donaldson, and after that, I don't see the reason to get anybody else. Machado's not even listed as a third baseman. I mean, you're, your, free agencies, right. your free agents are Eduardo Escobar, Mike Moustakis, Josh Donaldson, and then it falls off big time. When you're looking at second base... Uh, not much better, man. Like you've got Jed Lowry, 35 years old, Asdrubal yeah, Cabrera, 33, no, Ian Kinsler, go 37. Oh, no, but but stopgap Daniel Murphy, he's on that list, isn't he? Daniel Murphy is on that stopgap. 30 year old yes. DJ LeMay who could go out there and play it for three, four years while you're waiting for while you're waiting for Magidrell. See what I'm saying? So I you guess put, I guess you it would depend your stopgap at third. You know what we're talking like? Right, right. Get Donaldson. Last week you weren't here, and I talked to Mike Ricardotti from 97.1 yeah, FM. He's, the fan. Very, it's an, he's very angry, he's very by angry the way. Yes. But it's an hysterical episode because he gets so fired up. Yeah, it he's was. I, and he I gets me to going, it. too. Okay, a good friend of mine. He's on ESPN Radio. He's, he, he's he, This is what he does for a living. And the way Sox are his passion, that's why I like to have him on. And we were talking about that. You know, Donaldson would make sense as a prove-it year and a stopgap till you get what you want at third base eventually. You might be sitting there saying, look, if we can't get what we want and we get down to option C or D, and we're able to go out and get a guy like DJ LeMayhu to go stand there at second base for a couple of years and move Moncada over. Maybe that at least gives us some kind of improvement over Yomer Sanchez. Maybe couple the whole of- idea is we need to improve over Yomer, make Yomer more of a utility guy. Or maybe the idea is we need to get like, couple I don't of think com- it's so, their main plan. So That's a couple, the thing. So a couple of comments about that. I think a lot of that also is going to depend on what position either third base or second base, you feel that you can fill uh, from your system. Is Madridrill going to be up here before Berger is, right? That's, oh, what, yes. you're, that's what you're going to be asking. Yes, he's going to be up so before if you Berger. Th- so if you think that, then you might just as well right now either move Mankata to third to fill that or, or like you said, Listen, to center field to get that. we said forever that they don't have a third baseman in their system. We, we, I, no, it, with the exception they, they of Berger, did. who's injured, it's going to take forever. They did, except right. until he got injured. But now otherwise, it's forever. they're so thin at that position, and they've got this. They've got Magidrell. If they really and truly believe in, in Tim Anderson, it might be if we strike out on A, B, and C option, then we're going to put Moncada over a third. We're going to grab a stopgap second baseman, and the plan is going to be Magidrell just sits there and plays second base now. Can I, can I? And that's the plan. Can I give you an absolute nightmare scenario right give now? Give me your I'm, nightmare, and I want to get to James Fox. I am okay? looking at second. I am looking at the second base free agency list right now, and you know who's on it for this year oh gordon beckham oh shoot me in the face socks in the basement socks in the basement socks in the basement james fox back on the line the loop sports i like talking to you james because i feel like we're on the same wavelength about a lot of things especially when you look on like white Sox twitter or read different stories that are coming out about the Sox and different people that are like, we should do this, we should do that. Like, I read something today like, we should go sign Edwin Diaz because we need a closer. And I was like, what? Or or, or like, yeah, I saw or, that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It blows my mind. Or or we're going to get both Harper and Machado. And I'm like, huh? Or, or my favorite one, which just continues to boggle the mind, I'll let you jump in on this right away, that is because Manny Machado didn't hustle on a play in the World Series we don't want a guy that had an, has an average of a six war every year in the middle of our lineup and in the middle of our infield. Can you can you believe the stuff you're reading right now? Um, yeah, I think I can. I don't know if that's good. I can believe it though. Like some of the stuff that we see on there, I think I think it's a loud minority as always. Um, 
I think if they signed Manny Machado, everybody would be doing cartwheels. I know I'd have I'd have a lot of apologizing to do to the chairman myself. I think so because you don't believe it. You don't. You're 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 in shock that we're in the conversation right now. Well, it's not that I don't believe it because I've talked to people that have told me like, look, like nobody thought that they were going to spend fifty some million dollars on an international free agent. Nobody thought they were going to actually do a tear it down rebuild. They've done all those things. They're spending this time, you know. I have no doubt in my mind that they're in now. Does he decide to come to the south side of Chicago? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, if you made me handicap it, I would say it's much more likely Manny Machado goes to the Phillies or to the Yankees, but I would love to be wrong. Buzz-wise, what, what are you hearing the most of? What what feels like it could be real? Now that, the, now that free agency has started, now that we have the GM meetings this week, what are you hearing and, and, and what are you most excited about? Um, I think it's mostly Machado. I mean, Han obviously went out in the media and talked about pitching and he talked about like short-term upgrades. And I think you could see some of that just because, you know, the Kopech injury, and we kind of talked about this, like you just need guys to pitch. But, you know, he, he's got a good way of speaking in his lawyerly tones where he doesn't really say much, but he does say stuff. Like, you know, he said – you know, at first glance, like you can look and see that, you know, maybe it's not really time for a 62 win team to be like spending money on, on free agents, but you also can't, um, you know, you don't get to determine like when guys become free agents and when they don't. So I, I know that, I mean, I know from, at least from what I've been told that Machado is a top target. Um, they obviously tried to trade for him last year. If you would do something like that, where you would actually give up prospect capital for him, like, I mean, you're obviously interested in the relationship. So, I, I mean, I think I think they're they're after him. I don't know. I mean, these things tend to take a while, and the the uh, winter meetings aren't for another month. So, I think we have a whole month full of all this stuff. You know, I mean, I was kind of given the inkling about ten days ago that the Sox were going to go after Machado. It was kind of going to be under the radar. Um, a lot of times, the White Sox get used because they don't they don't comment on on rumors ever. But, you know, I think in this case, they truly are in and it'll just depend on, I don't want to speculate on how high they'll go. I mean, if they're in, you would, you would assume that they're in, in so, and I don't know how many teams are going to be involved. You said, so you said something that, that really is telling, and I agree with you that Machado, they went after last off season with prospects, which shows they, they've liked him for a while. So this isn't just because we have money. It's very different from those that are speculating that they would go out after Bryce Harper. They're so deep in outfield prospects. That seems more far-fetched and more like somebody saying, well, you know, and we could get the money from the White Sox. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could see you could see Harper's agent almost saying, well, you know, I mean, there's a few teams interested in them. I'm sure the White Sox are interested, but they may not be as interested in a guy like Bryce Harper for their needs as they are in a guy like Manny Machado. Are you getting that same read? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, if you have the chance to sign Bryce Harper, you'd do it just because it's another 26-year-old free agent, you know, with the on-base ability that he has and the left-handed bat, and you don't have a bunch of left-handed bats. But, I mean, I if this goes anywhere like I think it will, I think Machado signs first, honestly. I think you'll have resolution on him by the winter meetings, and then Boris will drag out Harper for a while after that. So I think when people like John Paul Morrissey – and you got everybody in a tizzy saying, oh, yeah, it's both. Like, yeah, I mean, the Sox and Phillies could afford both. 
But like, that doesn't mean that it's realistic at all. And it doesn't mean that it's a good business decision either to be in on both. What would you say, bold prediction wise, if I put you on the spot? The first thing the Sox move on, and will it happen in this month, the month of November? Will we see something happen? And what do you think it would be if it happened? Well, I do think, I mean, there's going to be some like minor stuff for sure. Like I just wrote an article for Future Sox. I usually do like a 40-man roster projection type thing. And they do have some guys that they have to protect for Rule 5. And, you know, then they made a trade for Manny Benuelos and kind of messed up some of that. So, I mean, you could be removing some guys from the roster here, I think. Maybe like a back end, another like back end starter of some kind would be the first move that they could move on. I, don't, I mean, whoever whoever that guy ends up being that they sign. I don't, first I, move could be somebody like a Trevor, a Trevor Cahill, a Gio Gonzalez, some kind of move like that, just to be like that they're active. Like they're going to be probably hitting the phones hard on Machado, but like you know, at, at after about three hours of, of hitting the phones on Machado, they like make a fifteen minute phone call every once in a while, like, "Hey, is so and so ready to sign?" Because we're looking for pitching. Because I can't imagine them waiting forever for pitching because it'll dry up and the price will go up the more pitchers that disappear. I would think they'd want to grab one of them right away. Yeah, just to be safe and know that you, I mean, you have two rotation spots open. Right. James Fox should have voiced a reason. That's why I talked to you on the phone. I really appreciate it. You can follow James Fox at JamesFox917 on Twitter and you can read his articles on The Loop Sports. James, it's always a pleasure. Anytime I can get you on, man, I'm going to have you on. You're great. Thank you, sir. So, Manny Benuelos, right? The uh, wrong Manny from the Dodgers, in my opinion. No, yeah, well. But before we get into Manny Benuelos. Okay. Because what I, I want to get into him. We'll finish the show with him. But like I just said, the wrong Dodger. That, I, that, that was Manny, in my opinion. Like, of course. Of course, because I want Manny Machado. Have Manny Machado. But can you believe the rhetoric? The way that people buy into the idea that Manny Machado is bad for the White Sox. Oh, my God. Because I'm, of his hustle. Or I know where you're thereof. going this. No, no, I mean, because you Dude. and I have gotten into arguments with people on social media this week about it. You and I, have, I know, are having conversations with people about, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. I don't want to hear he's a dirty player. Don't tell me that. Okay, and then tell me that you're a fan of A.J. Przinski. Right. Now, A.J.'s not a dirty player. A.J. was a hustling type of player. He was a smart but player. you could sit there and say when A.J. runs down the line in, in, the, uh, in the ALCS and runs into, I believe, the pitcher from the Angels going for the ball or whatever, and he sticks his shoulder out. He's trying to make contact. See what I'm saying? There were times that he tried to do that. When, when Manny Machado ran down the first baseline and tried to trip the first baseman, He's that looked like an AJ Przinski play to me. Okay, so about so about he this, wasn't so, so, so he's just trying to throw off his thing. I don't think right, it was no, an I, injury. I, I, play. I get it. I, no, no, no. I get it. And and this is this is sort of the thing. White Sox fans, how many? Okay, so we've hated, he wanted to injure me when he stepped on the back look, of his ankle and gone for right, his right, tendon. Right. See we've, what I'm saying? We dragged his foot to try Chris, to kick the guy's leg. So out. we've we as Sox fans hated AJ Przinski that whole time until he until he became a White Sox like. He's the type of guy that you hate to play against, but you want him on your right. team. Okay. It's the same thing, like different sport, different team, but it's the same thing like Dennis Rodman with the Bulls. Okay. Obviously, Manny Machado is way more talented than Dennis Rodman is, but the point is look, 
It's all rhetoric. Manny Machado is not a dirty player. He's not a no hustle player. Well, he, is, he didn't hustle down the line one time right. on a play in and, the World Series. And, then and he got everybody asked about it, and he made a smart ass comment back to somebody because he's like, "Leave me the frick alone." Right. And everybody now is jumping on that. And I think the reason why you're starting to hear that. Those are the seeds being planted of, oh, well, if we don't get Manny Machado, we're going to do our due diligence and try to get him on our team. This is the Sox brass talking now. But if we don't get him, then at least we have this kind of thing that we can fall back on that people aren't going to be pissed at us for not getting Manny Machado. You see what I mean? At least that way they can use the, the line of, well, you know, he's a dirty player or he's not the kind of player that fits on our team, whatever rhetoric they want to spin it. But that's, that's what this is. I, I don't mean, think make the no Sox, mistake about I don't that. think the Sox brass is purposely doing it. I think they want him. See, oh, they the absolutely they want him. They tried to trade prospects for him, and they couldn't do it last year. They want him. They absolutely they want, want him. Another they guy, need, another they, guy need... they should really want is they should want JT Riamolto from the Miami Marlins. If he's not going to sign a deal, you should be offering prospects right now for JT Riamolto to be your catcher right. for, for now and forever. I mean, that would be the interesting splash that nobody's looking at. If you don't think you can get Machado, if you're in these negotiations and you don't think you can get Machado, and you are willing to give up players to the Orioles to get Machado, then do me a favor. Turn around. Trade three prospects to the Marlins and go get a 26, 27-year-old catcher that's an MVP all-star candidate for years to come. I mean, that guy's incredible. He had the best year of any catcher in in the majors this year if you break down his numbers. Yeah, but they and don't... He, and and they he's don't available. See, right, but they don't see catcher as a position they need to fill. Well, you should. Well, no, I know that, but that's not what they think. Okay, there are a lot of teams that have great catchers that go on and win all kinds of championships. There's nothing wrong with having a great catcher. Okay, teams teams would love to have a great catcher. I mean, think about think about the 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 inequality amongst teams. Like you're trying to find something you have that no other team has. If you got a catcher that goes up there and can hit in the middle of the order and plays good catcher, you now have something throw that, people out. that nobody else has. There's a there's two or three teams in baseball that have that, and you can go get it. I would love to see them make an end around and shock us all and go and get him. But back to the Machado thing, and then I want to get on to our new pitcher that we got and then end the show here. Okay. Okay. Back to the Machado thing, last thought on this, okay? I don't want to hear that he's not a hustler and he's not a team guy. I watched that World Series, and you take out that, that the instance where he sits there and he says, so what, I don't hustle, and you look at the fact that he's rooting his teammates on, he's in the middle of the game, he's trying to fire people up, he's making the plays that you call dirty, but I'm telling you, if he was wearing a White Sox uniform and it worked out for you, you'd be like, brilliant play! And he's doing that. And then you take the fact that he's a six war on average every year. Oh, yeah. Six wins above replacement, middle of the order, prime of his career, future Hall of Famer. And you know what? Put up with some of his, his quirks. Because the guy that you're looking for isn't out there. It's very, very difficult to find a guy who comes loose in the free agency that a team does not want, that has all the things that Manny Machado brings, and is also Charlie Hustle, shows up early, hugs babies and, is, and and gives the most beautiful quotes in the world. Because you know what? Those guys get signed to te- to deals well before they ever hit the free agent market. Right. So if you're going to, you're going to have, you, nobody's going to be perfect, but don't yell at me about hustle and tell me that you love Aaron Rowan on the base paths. Cause he screwed up three times in the postseason in 2005 and people oh, were mad that he game. left. Same okay? game. In the same game. He we was were watching that car wreck on the base paths. Okay. So please, don't all of a sudden act like every White Sox player that you love and their jerseys in your in your closet was always a hustler and always played that way. 
You're, you're buying into something that isn't true. I want the best players on my team. And if we sign him, anybody who grumbles, trust me, by the time it no, hits April, they're not going to love They're going to love them. You're going to love them. Okay. Anyway, let's get into the Manny that we got. And then we got to wrap up because we're almost out of here. Manny Benuelos. Um, Rick Hahn says, we need to augment the rotation and the bullpen. Uh, we're still going to remain true to our long-term focus and build on what we've accumulated for the future, but we are fully aware that there are needs and we need to address in the coming weeks and months. He is versatile enough, Han says, to fill a starting or bullpen role. We saw an opportunity to pick up some depth and decided to move on it. It's not going to stop us from making other ads. So what do you read into this, Chris? Well, go, go. Here's what I read into it. He was a high draft pick, and he was somebody that uh, I believe came through the Yankees organization that was going to be a, a big deal, and he didn't work out. And uh, right now, if everything stays the same, he's a death piece in AAA that could turn out to be a guy that shows up in your bullpen and uh, becomes a bullpen player later on. The best case scenario, though, for him is that he's a Don Cooper reclamation project that becomes a swingman for your team for several years where you can move him in as a fifth starter and he's also in your bullpen in the major league level and you love him because he does have an amazing pedigree and he has the he has ability in there somewhere he just never put it together but if he doesn't put it together he's a death piece in AAA and he's somebody that you might have come up and gets hot for a little while in your bullpen and helps you along the way. That's his worst case. His best case, though, is that some they figure out what was wrong with him, like they've done with so many other pitchers, and he becomes something that I don't think is in your starting five, but is somebody who can swing in there when you need to and is that versatile piece. I think they look at him as, why go out and sign Hector Santiago again when if we could fix this guy up, he could be Hector Santiago at a younger age with more talent. This is the type of thing you have happen now, like this early in free agency. I mean, this guy is, you know, he is a depth player. He's a bullpen player at best. All right. Maybe a six starter if somebody goes, it gets injured or really goes good. off the If boil. he gets really good, he's a six starter. Yeah, but this is not, this is, this is not the type of free agents signing that everybody's this is not holding their one of the for. two rotation spots that we've said they need. No, 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 not no. at all. Okay. Um, I'm going to Boston. Oh, this, uh, this week. I'm going this weekend to Boston. I got a wedding that I'm going to be in. It's one of those weddings where nobody is from Boston except for the bride's parents. The bride isn't even from Boston. Oh. So they're throwing the wedding. They're paying for the wedding. It's an out-of-town wedding for everybody going to Boston in November. But I've never been to Boston, so I'm doing a brewery tour. Okay. I'll probably swing by Fenway just to say I've seen it because I've never been there before. So I might go find like some, you know, bar, walk around. I, I would have loved it if the Dodgers would have won because I got a Dodgers t-shirt. I would have walked around and got myself beat up. I find them to be the most obnoxious fan base in the world, so I'm hoping to not have to speak baseball with any of them. I'm going to, you know, and you know yeah, me, I like to wear my socks well, out wherever I go, and I will wear it when I'm walking around there, but I don't want to speak baseball with, with any of them. No, you probably They're won't. They're just obnoxious. I mean, I mean, who sits in their locker room and sings, uh, you know, New York, New York after you've won the World Series and wasn't even against the Yankees? I mean, you're, you're petty, and, you're, you're, and your fan base is petty, and you used to be the underdog that I root for in 2004. You'd be hard-pressed to find anybody here from Chicago that wasn't rooting for the Red Sox because it was such a great story, yeah. and we all felt their pain because we were going through the same thing. Exactly. Okay, 14 years later, I, I hope they never win another game, and I well, hate them. You know, and, I, and I would root for the Yankees against them in a playoff Boston series, and I never fans, thought I would say here, that. Here's the thing. Boston fans, are pretty, Boston fans are living it up pretty high right now because you have you know four World Series wins right. in the past 15 years right. or whatever with the Red Sox. 
You also have the Patriots who are, you know, there every year. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, they have the the whole, they have the whole thing of, they, they, they still have this whole thing of, oh, well, our Celtics are better than your Bulls because we won more championships, even though there was like five teams in the league at that point. Here's the only thing I don't want to see happen. If at the bachelor party, we end up at some place. And you start singing Sweet Caroline. And there's some girl who comes out to do her, do her dance. And she's wearing nothing but a David Ortiz jersey, and she starts dancing on the pole to, da- to Sweet Caroline. I'm going to throw up and leave. Well, you know, I mean, you, 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 be prepared. You might see it. You might see it. That might happen, you know. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nude is basement. Broadcast basement. The Nudist Basement The Broad Basement Slancha That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it Socks in the Basement Heard everywhere podcasts can be found And always on SocksInTheBasement.com